Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, July 14th. Today is a first alert weather day, so let's go straight to Live 5 meteorologist Joey Sovine for all the details. And good morning to you, I'm meteorologist Joey Sovai. Today, along with this weekend, first alert weather days as we're tracking heat and humidity, which can be a bit on the dangerous side. Got to make sure you're extra careful, taking lots of breaks in the shade, the AC, staying hydrated, check on your elderly neighbors, make sure they're in the AC and they're doing all right. Mid to upper 90s expected heat index, 105 to 110 over the upcoming afternoons. Highs today, about 94 isolated showers and storms this afternoon, this evening. Out at the beaches today, we'll see high temperature around 89 water temperature very warm at 86 can't roll out an afternoon storm there as well and we'll have to dodge a few showers and storms during the afternoons and evenings this weekend biggest story the heat and humidity highs in the mid 90s you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines This just in, North Charleston police say that they have arrested two people in connection to last night's fatal shooting in North Charleston. 21-year-olds Mariah McKeteer and Jamin Tisdale have both been charged in connection to the murder. They've both been charged with murder and attempted armed robbery, and Tisdale was additionally charged with possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. Now, according to the North Charleston Police Department, officers responded to Fuller Street and Piedmont Avenue just before 6 p.m., last night for reports of a shooting. And when they arrived, they found a man dead in a car with a gunshot wound. The coroner has not yet identified the victim. We'll be updating you on air and online as we learn more details. Breaking news out of North Charleston, where the fire department has had quite a busy morning. We're taking a live look at Crosby Avenue, where crews are still on the scene of a structure fire. That's where our Destiny Kennedy is joining us live right now. And Destiny, what are you seeing out there? Hello, I'm on Crosby Avenue in North Charleston. Right now, we have North Charleston police cars and fire command vehicles, as well as fire trucks that are blocking off the street. There are two houses that are on fire. One of those houses, I'm told by officials is abandoned while the other house did have occupants in it and they got them out safely. They're still trying to get that fire underway. The second house is still on fire while the first one, it seems that fire has died down. Ambulance are on the scene right now. They just made their way over and they're still battling that fire of the house of the people that live there while the abandoned one is just engulfed in smoke. You can smell the smoke as it is making its way up in the air. And it's just a busy, busy scene as they're trying to get this fire underway. As I learn more information, I will keep you guys updated. In North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. A grieving family is pushing for higher charges after their son died in a Monk's Corner motorcycle accident in October. 23-year-old Anthony Sperduto died in a crash on Highway 6 when a speeding pickup truck crossed the center lane and hit him. Charles Mack was the driver of that truck and only got a ticket for unlawful passing. In court yesterday, Sperduto's family hoped to address Mack directly, but his attorney asked for a continuation. They said Mack intended to plead guilty, but were worried that plea would be used to bring bigger charges like reckless homicide. A spokesperson for Highway Patrol said investigators looked at the law and consulted with legal experts to apply the charge they feel fit the case. 
A local organization says it's seeing an alarming increase in drug or alcohol-related sexual assaults. Now the group wants local bars to take action to prevent further crime. Tri-County Speaks Carolina started a bar outreach program with the Medical University of South Carolina to train local bar staff to help stop sexual assaults. The group says the start of the fall semester through Thanksgiving break is when more than 50% of college sexual assaults are likely to happen. The organization plans on applying for additional funding to help expand the program in the next year. In a developing story, new details are emerging about the search for the escaped inmate that once led South Carolina authorities on a days-long manhunt. Michael Burham broke out of a Pennsylvania prison last Thursday. Yesterday, authorities say they recovered some bags wrapped in a tarp that they believe belonged to Burham. The bags were found in a wooded area not far from the prison where Burham escaped. It contained uh, clothing, some food and some, uh, some other materials that someone might need uh, if they were trying to exist in, in the woods. Pennsylvania State Police are testing the items to see if they belong to Burham. Authorities are also offering a $22,000 reward for information that leads to his capture. Burham was jailed on arson and burglary charges and was a suspect in a murder. Well, looking ahead, there is a special celebration happening at Hampstead Park tomorrow in Charleston, and you're invited. Yeah, there will be un an unveiling of a long-awaited historic marker at Hampstead Park, Charleston's oldest park established in 1769. That's before we were even a country. Yeah, that's true, and our Destiny Kennedy is joining us live now. Destiny, what can people expect at tomorrow's ceremony? Good morning. The ceremony will start at 12 p.m. here at Hampstead Park with remarks from Mayor John Tecklenburg. The park is one of the first designated green spaces in the city. People can expect food trucks, live music, and historic walking tours led by local historians. This event was made possible by a group of 10 neighbors who formed the Hampstead Day Committee and their partners which include Historic Charleston Foundation, Charleston County Schools, and Keep Charleston Beautiful. Head of the Hampstead Day Committee, Coriana Lehrman, says the park truly connects the neighborhood and the people in it. It's really the cultural kind of crossroads for the neighborhood. Um, the east side, uh, really our main street is Columbus Street, and we're kind of nestled between King Street and um, the cigar factory over on East Bay. And this event is to really, you know, centralized around the park, which is kind of our, our crossroads of the neighborhood. Free parking will be at Trident Technical College. For more information on this event, click on this story at live5news.com. In Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. The Dorchester County Planning Commission has approved a new neighborhood in Somerville. Emily Johnson tells us more about how the new project could potentially impact you. The development here on Orangeburg Road, just past the Mallard Road intersection, will include 75 family homes in an area that some Somerville residents say is already becoming too developed. A concern with the 40-acre project that the Planning Commission discussed at June's meeting revolved around traffic flow in the area if the development was approved. A representative speaking for the developers during last night's meeting said a traffic impact analysis conducted back in 2021 on the Orangeburg and Mallard Road intersection showed the approved development would increase traffic by 3%. As areas of the Lowcountry continue to grow, members of the community say that they are not against growth, but there must be a smart way in doing it. 
we're not spending enough money on the roads, the electric system, the water system to support this. The school system, we just don't have the money. Our roads are falling apart, and, and we just can't really support what's going on. I'm fine with the expansion, you know, as part of the community and what we need, but until we can invest the money, we're, it's bad. Land near last night's approved development includes newly constructed homes and townhouses. Reporting in Somerville, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. The city of Charleston is offering two programs to help low to moderate income homeowners who need home rehabilitation services. The roof replacement program is created to help owners replace leaking or damaged roofs. That money is funded by the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Meanwhile, the substantial rehabilitation program helps those whose homes are in ruins and need replacing. The city will give up to $80,000 to homeowners through that program. More information about applying for either of those programs can be found on Life5News.com under the big red box. Well, we've got some more breaking news to bring to you this morning. Take a good look at your screen here. North Charleston firefighters are on the scene of Dry Dock Avenue at the Detian Shipyard. Yeah, dispatch is reporting the call for a reported fire came in around 2.30 this morning. Our photographer is on scene. He says that he's not smelling or seeing any smoke right now, but we have reached out to fire officials to get more details. We'll bring those to you just as soon as we learn them. If you live in Mount Pleasant, you have a chance to meet up with your local police officers this morning. Coffee with a Cop will be at 9 a.m. at the Front Porch Coffee House and Creamery. This is a chance to engage with and get to know the people who protect you. You will also have the chance to ask questions and voice your concerns about the community. And tomorrow, the North Charleston Police Department will be hosting a community roll call cookout. It'll happen at Whipper Barony Park, and that's in North Charleston, right off of Highway 78. There will be some free food available while the supplies last. The roll call and cookout starts at noon and will run until 4 p.m. And if you're feeling generous, there's another blood drive going on this weekend. The Somerville Community Blood Drive will take place on Sunday at Grace Lutheran Church. That address is on your screen now. It'll go from 1 to 6. Each donor will get a $40 e-gift card and a $20 charitable donation. Plus, there'll be some free snacks as well. Here's a quick trivia question for you. On this date in 1933, a famous cartoon character appeared for the first time on the silver screen in a Betty Boop cartoon. But Betty Boop isn't the lady he'd be associated with. Can you name that famous character? That character was none other than Popeye the Sailor Man. Happy 90th birthday, Popeye. Also celebrating birthdays this Friday, football player turned actor Rosie Greer is 91. Actor Eric Lonneville from St. Elsewhere is 71. And actress Jane Lynch is 63. Be safe this weekend with the hot weather. Stay hydrated. Take breaks from the heat and be sure to check in on your kids, animals, the elderly, and more to protect them all from heat-related dangers. And thank you for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.